0: Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I am your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another soul-driven interview. These interviews are with people from all walks of life who have discovered their true purpose and are living it out every day. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Neil <laughs> disimanton. <laughs> Did I say it right?
1: You got it. There we go.
0: Awesome.
1: Disimanthan. Yep.
0: He's a spiritual coach, Akashic Record Reader, and Healer. Welcome to the show, Neil.
1: What's up, Anna Anna? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, friend?
0: Our names are just, you know, they're 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 problematic like roadblocks. Um, they are. Oh, so you
1: hard. haven't even heard my first name. My first Neil's my middle name.
0: Okay, let's hear so,
1: it. So, T-T-W-A-T-N-E-A-L-D-I-S-A-M-O-N-T-H-O-N. Every letter of the alphabet, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't try that one.
1: <laughs> Mouthful. <laughs> it's the same roller coaster that I'm riding right now. It's a yes. roller coaster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Before we jump in today, we should disclose a couple of details. Um, you're listening to an interview with two. Sagittarian INFJs, who are the rarest personality type on the planet. We're both Akashic Record readers, and we're definitely both dealing with some fun, like Mercury retrograde, new moon, whatever energy right now. What, what would you right. describe it's new moon this today. energy?
1: A roller coaster. <laughs> uh, why would I describe this energy? As uh, running into a brick wall how i describe it no it's yeah no that's all i got it's it's just that it's
0: yeah. been yeah when i messaged you yesterday i was just like i feel broken yeah. I, I did
1: and you were good the day before when i was broken <laughs> so yeah yeah it's we're it's, going through it and we'll get through it and so will everyone else listening
0: for sure, for sure. <laughs> I feel I feel immensely better today, um, thankfully. But you know, that's not to say that everything isn't falling apart around me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like my plants dying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least I'll throw,
0: go ahead. I'll,
1: I'll throw in another thing in there too. It's actually I just realized this, like, consciously the other day. It's the it's the end of my Saturn return too. So it's like everything all at once right now. It's, oh. it's a whole load. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's a whole different level, Neil. Yeah, it I is. compete with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay, and we're still here. It's all good.
0: <laughs> that's why I think maybe you've been broken all week, and I've like just kind of started dealing with a little bit.
1: Sure, I've been broken all year.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You've heard me and Zach talking about that.
0: That's true. Uh, that's very but true. But it's <laughs> been
1: good at the same time. So.
0: so, for those who don't know, which is everyone, <laughs> um, Neil and I met in a private Facebook community. We kind of started nerding out on spirituality and the Akashic Records, and I learned a bit about his background and knew that he would be a fabulous guest on this podcast. So, I'm very excited to have you on today, Neil, and we'll just go ahead and get started. You feel good with that?
1: Good with it. Let's do it. Let's make it fabulous.
0: All right. So the number one question I ask all of my guests, what makes you soul-driven?
1: I tried so hard not to think about this question when you sent it to me. I was like, I'm just going to flow with it. Like, I'm not going to prep and force anything out of my mouth. So what comes up with that? It's exactly that, actually. It's I... I'm not trying to control anything in my life. I'm not trying to do or be anything beyond what it is I'm supposed to. <clears throat> and for me, that means listening to myself at all times, listening to soul, listening to gut, listening to intuition and letting that drive my life. And whether that takes me to somewhere difficult, to somewhere Really scary or potentially, you know, or I could, I don't know, (laughs) fail, right? My biggest thing, maybe some, both of us, or I could just put myself in a situation that would just be really tough. I'm going to do it if that's what's right. And it's for me just slowing down, tuning in my body, listening to my gut on what I need to do and doing that, no questions asked. Listening to soul.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I think um I know like one of my clients she um we were actually working on her uh, her mission statement yesterday but
1: mm-hmm.
0: she's really helping with like <coughs> women to connect with their body wisdom mm-hmm. and I just you know like when I saw the two words like body wisdom together for whatever reason yesterday it just hit me really hard because I think that this is really something that you know, just humanity in general, we completely overlook. I think some folks would even hear the word, you know, the the phrase body wisdom and not even understand fully what that means because pretty much as soon as we're born into this life, like we are told, like everything is external, right? And so going inward and really connecting with that, body wisdom or being driven by our soul because how can you be driven by your soul if you're not connected to your bit your body wisdom right Mm -hmm. it's such a huge thing like huge huge
1: yeah because we're not taught that right like i was i've had this conversation so many times recently where personal development spirituality everything in culture right now is all about mentality mindset And you see the same thing of people just running into these blocks and running these walls and they can't work past it or break past it. And for me, what I found is because that's the outer layer, the inner layer is body is to be able to connect to it in ways that we're never taught that society doesn't teach or tell you, which also makes it really scary for anyone (laughs) thinking about that if they've never done it, but it's so powerful. And I came to this conclusion the other day just talking to a friend and it was that basically your freedom from your mind comes from freedom within the body
0: mm. and allowing the
1: body to express the to feel to speak and letting it do whatever it needs to do without being scared of that and then all of a sudden the mind starts to unlock and release and you stop hitting those walls you stop having those same thoughts over and over and over because the thing that's dying to come out of you actually gets to and then everything just kind of lets go and releases and relaxes but it's body wisdom right that's exactly it learning to listen and feel and let body tell you exactly what you need that we otherwise will probably not ever realize
0: yeah well it's (laughs) yeah i just had a a situation last week um, where a opportunity arose. It was something that had kind of popped up before, but I was like, "No, not for me." And then it kept popping up. So all of a sudden, I realized, like, wait a minute, this is probably something I should pay attention to. And then I read through it, and I was like, learning about it, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is exactly where I'm going. This is exactly what I want to do. This is perfect for me." All of these things, and I had a short window of time, only about two days, to make a decision. Right. Um, and you know, like I talked to her with my partner, there were lots of questions and everything was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to do it. But for whatever reason, like my body was just totally shutting down yeah. in the meantime. And I was just like, what is going on? Cause I would like read back through this opportunity and like, you know, like the things I would walk away from with it and all of that. And it made all the logical sense in the world. But when I went inside, and I mean, like, I asked my guides. I went in the classroom <laughs> records. Like, I used my pendulum. Every
1: source possible. I was Pulled like, all the "Come cards. on,
0: give me the answers here." And then it literally yeah. was not until I like went inside my body, and it was like, "This is all, this is all panic. This is all anxiety. This is all fear." And what is it connected to? Because you're feeling, you're feeling. um. You're forgetting that this is actually what you're working on right now and that this isn't like the direction where you're supposed to be going just yet. Like you're not there yet, but it wasn't until I connected inside, you know, and I mean, that's the whole point of why. Body wisdom is it's so difficult for us. Like we'll go everywhere for the distraction. We'll get on our cell phone, we'll call our best <laughs> friend, you know, we'll like go to God, like whatever, being like What's
1: WhatsApp, Neonana.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> give me the answers, give me the answers. But yeah. it's all inside of us. We we need go nowhere else. Yeah. But we totally forget. We don't it's just not what happens.
1: And whoever teaches you to do that or tells you to do that, right? Nobody. That's never what you hear, even in social media. Like, no one teaches that other than a very, 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 very small few. Yeah. It's all about mentality and mindset and thoughts and blah, 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 blah. And the honestly, that's just noise. Yeah, no. the hustle. It's just noise.
0: A thousand percent. Yeah. I think so the mindset fair. is very, like, I think that that's a, a huge component of what we see in our external world right now. Mindset and it is important.
1: But I mean, ex-therapist, right? I and like all I did was work on the brain, and I didn't realize this till later because I didn't I didn't resonate with it, and I didn't resonate with the field. I didn't resonate with the things I was being taught, and now I understand why because I realized it just it wasn't the truth of what we need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Body was in. That's, Body wisdom is the magic. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> um, Awesome. So, okay. I definitely want to, first of all, um, you have a unique childhood upbringing <laughs> background. And I, I think do. that it would be really cool for, you, for us to kind of start there and for you to share that with us.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get all smooth. <laughs> 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 My upbringing was yeah really unique um my culture we are really really buddhist like 90 like my family's thai and i think 90 percent of thailand is buddhist and part of what we do culturally it's i kind of just identify it as similar to like a bar mitzvah is write a passage growing up um people will ordain and become a monk and so for me I grew up with a mom who was really really Buddhist and I spent a lot of time in temples and hanging out with monks and eventually when I finished high school I ordained as a monk. I spent half a month at a temple in Thailand and eventually that was one of my biggest 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 foundations for everything. And I also I don't you don't know this but I just learned a few months ago Right, I do my healing work. I do energy work. Um, I learned when I was like four or five years old, a monk actually attuned me to energy. And he put his hand on the crown of my head and like sent in energy and then attuned me to energy and energy work. And it was such a big part of my path breaking into spirituality and my gifts and what I do. Little did I know this actually happened when I was like four years old. (laughs) So
0: It was meant for you. It came for you at a young age.
1: Yeah, before I even knew what the heck was happening.
0: Well, but I mean, we're such, you know, before the age of seven, we're still in theta. We're still so open. We're still Mm -hmm. connected to the other side. So what a perfect age to do something like that, you know?
1: Still connected to your body before the world teaches you otherwise.
0: A thousand percent. Yeah. So spirituality has always been an important component in your life then, is that correct?
1: Definitely. Um,
0: growing up, was there ever a time when you like weren't connected spiritually where you kind of like maybe said, all right, this might be my culture, but I'm just not about this right now. I just like want to go to school and like check out girls or like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not that you can't do both at the same They're time. both one but- <laughs> in the
1: same. Uh, no, for me growing up, it was really resonant and- you know, it also is a product of the environment and the culture I was in, but it was always a part of me and you know, I was always really comfortable in it. You know, I hung out in temples probably more than I did with my, hung out with my friends growing up. And it was really, really, really resonant. There wasn't any part of me that fought back. Now actually is when I just don't resonate with it much anymore. But growing up, you know, it was my truth. And what I've seen and realized is it was ultimately a connection to something beyond me. And that's what I was looking for. There were times when I questioned little things and I couldn't get the right answer, Um, but there was never a part of me consciously at least that didn't, that was just resistant to it. I felt like this wasn't it for me. Like that was it for me at that time. Now, this isn't a knock on it, but I see beyond it. I see so much more. And the way I've come to look at religion is each religion is true in its own right, but each religion is just a part of the larger whole. And there are different lenses, there are different avenues, channels of connecting to what's beyond you.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have very much, I mean, I. I was brought up in the church. Um, I grew, I mean, like, I feel like I was born knowing God into this mm-hmm. lifetime. It was never a question for me. I was, you know, really nerdy about carrying my Bible with me everywhere when I was super young. Um, right. And... I so enjoyed church, but at the same time, there was always like major disconnection for me there as well. Cause mm-hmm. there was so much that I just didn't resonate with even as a young, 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 young child. Yeah. Um, but over the last several years of my life, I've really just, you know, like you're talking about, realized that religion, it's not about necessarily like right or wrong or this or that. It always comes back to like the heart for me and what is founded in love. You know, and anything that is founded in love, I'm I'm good with that. I don't think it's all truth. I don't think anything is all truth. We
1: <laughs> we, we are not truth. given
0: that gift in this lifetime, you know, like on this yeah. planet, in human bodies. Um <laughs> so but so therefore, you know, there's pieces of truth in every religion. You know, I, I love the Bible for for that, there are pieces of truth there that I've really found and aligned with and loved and pieces that I'm like, nah.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, homie, that's not it. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, I mean, when I when I dig into religion in that way, it's like I get so much more interested in like original text than I do what's getting presented and taught now.
0: Well but that's
1: where you get closer to old. But even then a lot of that is
0: We're not privy to not that, recent. right? Yeah. Like, it's not like that's open to the public. Oh, hey, here, go check out these ancient texts. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's
1: <laughs> what I do on the weekends.
0: Catholic Church has got that all bounded up and set away, uh, you know? Burnt to high hell
1: already. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's yeah, exactly. But that's why I think, you know, like, again, it it always comes back to the heart for me in regards to what is, when I'm looking for truth, I go inside. Yeah that body wisdom, right? Okay. It's like, I can read something about something that most people would find outlandish, like Atlantis, the book I was kind of telling you about before we oh, started yeah. return, like, recording. And I can talk to someone about this and like, well, how do you know that's true? Like, how can you, like, have you, you know, read this somewhere else? And it's like, it feels good.
1: Yeah. Well, it feels right. So you. I'm
0: cool with that. You know, if it doesn't, i'm 1000 pushing back against it for sure
1: yeah i agree i think that's that's always the north star right like what feels right in your heart what feels right what feels expansive what feels constrictive it's a i don't think it's about the truth right like you're saying the ultimate truth we don't get to know that we just get to know what's true to us
0: yeah and
1: that's how you figure that out
0: yeah ultimately it is
1: it's all about love
0: yeah one thousand percent agree. I just that was all love, like right a, there too.
1: That <laughs> was that was <laughs> No, it was God just saying what's up. We love you guys too.
0: <laughs> so, growing up, you went to college. You kind of did that route, and you got your masters um, in like let's see, social work, social mental work, health. Yeah. You became a therapist. Um, what what did you love about that work? Like what aligned there for you?
1: yeah i just love people ultimately anything i've ever wanted to do has been about connecting with people and helping people growing up my goal was always to be i want to save a life that's it that's my goal in life i want to save a life and i want to be the best father i could be ever and those are the two ultimate guiding forces i've ever had and it's funny too because especially in light of everything in the world right now um I didn't get into most of the grad schools I wanted to go to. And the school I went to was my final option. And I told myself, if I didn't get in, I'm actually going to go to police academy. And I want to save a life. There's a whole another side of me, right? But it's ultimately about that is I want to save lives. Be the good cop. And I got into grad school. And so it didn't happen, but I've actually, it's funny is the past, few, maybe month, that I don't know, possibility, that timeline or whatever has been popping back up in my mind again. Uh, I'm not sure what it means or why, but it was, it is definitely a part of me, but ultimately it was always just about the people. How can I connect to people? How can I share with people? How can I give love, bring people to love? How can I help people who need it most? And that's what it all was in the end for me. It's just how can I help? And ultimately what I realized was I wasn't able to help in the ways that I really wanted to, in the ways that really mattered, in the ways in the ways that I yeah. <laughs> in the ways my soul wanted me to work with people and help with people. I couldn't do that as a therapist. And I couldn't do it with integrity because the way we're taught is you do everything evidence-based what is most likely what has been proved what is most likely to work in this situation with this person and that was restrictive to me every time I thought about it every time I it just was a no and eventually I ended up um, I took myself into administration and I wanted to be like okay fuck it I'm gonna do this myself and I'm gonna run it and make things happen the way they need to and that ended up being a whole another story of like burnout and breaking open to my spirituality which i'm sure we'll get into but it was always just about the people and how can i help right coming from a place of love and heart in a way that is aligned and feels right
0: i love that I mean, honestly, for me, it's always been the same. And I actually wanted to be a cop when I was younger.
1: No. Yes. That's why you made that face. I <laughs> thought you were like, oh, no way this guy wanted to be a cop. <laughs> like, no.
0: I was an interpreter uh, for um, uh, a police station when I was in college, too.
1: I was a cadet at the police station when I was in college. I was the little guy driving till 2 a.m., little golf carts, making sure people got around safe because the college we went to was dangerous Shoes. People uh, got, like, robbed and stabbed on campus. Oh, so, wow. It was intense, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I really – I loved it. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the um, – oh, my gosh. What What is the head person at the
1: – Chief?
0: Thank you. Got you. <laughs> they were totally trying to talk me into, like, you know, quitting college and becoming a cop. And I was like, no. Yeah, me not too. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, after. But I think I mean, I, I fully align with that kind of growing up for me. and I think I shared this with you or shared this recently on the podcast. like up until recently, it's it's always been for me like like the idea of just living for myself is so boring. It's so bland. It falls short. Like what are we here for if not for others? Right. What are we here for if not to? I don't think I ever like phrased it like save a life but that's 100% what I'm after as well. You know, like for me, it's more so about helping people to realize who they are and what they're capable of. Um, But that's saving a life as well, you know? It is. Um, And that's really, I think, just an umbrella term. So you tried to go into admin and take over and make it your way because, of course, what else are you going to try and do if things aren't... (laughs) but your health started failing you and it all opened you up spiritually. So share, share with us like what happened.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. Um, <clears throat> the role I was in, I was doing working at a rehab and we were running the phones. We were, my team was the one working with people to help triage and make sure people could get care when they needed to. You're also dealing with people in the very, very worst. Like when someone calls in to get help, to get treatment, right, they are at the very rock bottom. And so everyone you're talking to is also in this just intense crisis mode. We did that and we also worked with insurance companies to make sure people would get care and their policies were basically the opposite. Right. So it was a fight every single day. And I had families in my ear, everyone in my ear, everyone riding on my role and my team's role. And it was a lot. I wasn't in a place myself where I was able to handle that. I was an empath and I didn't know I was an empath. I was intuitive and didn't know I was intuitive. And I carried so much energy and emotion from all these people. And like you and I talked about, is we people leave when they talk to us feeling good feeling happy at that point though that was at the cost of my own energy and my own love and heart and what i give to people when i interact with them and so that just piled up i wasn't taking care of myself i was eating like shit that's one of my things i'm definitely a stress eater (laughs) that was one of my biggest issues and eventually uh, they promoted me and moved me to a different or a different place that I had to commute to. And so it was fast food and commute and early mornings, late nights, all this stuff that just broke me down. And I was not taking care of myself at all. Also then going to grad school part two <laughs> to in healthcare management, trying to make my way up and get myself what I needed to take over the world. And it all just came crumbling down and eventually i left and it was me leaving not due to myself actually it was for my partner at that time we were in long distance relationship and she had uh, gone through some crazy insane traumatic life experiences and finally we just made the commitment of like okay like whatever it is that comes up Fuck it. We're going to move in for your sake and for mine. And that was my excuse to get out. And I left and never turned back. And that was it. Like there was a moment where I had that presented at its perfect time. There was a moment when I hit my rock bottom. Like I had my first panic attack ever. I just was not functional anymore and I couldn't do it. And so bye bye bye. Bye-bye, Birdie.
0: What do you think it is that um, especially, you know, intuitives and empaths, and I mean, even like someone like yourself who was born into a very spiritual environment and spirituality was always a part of your life, what do you think it is that we have to get so far gone and have (laughs) to go through these episodes before we, like, reconnect with ourselves? Why do you think we have to go all the way to the other side? Yeah,
1: it's 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 soul lessons, if I'm honest and truthful about how I feel about it. It's the things we sign up for in our lives. And one of the things that's come through the records for me when they explain this to people is, especially for the old souls, it's the more intense your lessons, the more they hit you in the face and smack you against the wall, the more powerful it is for you to transcend that and in that moment when you're working through that at a, you know if you kind of blow out the lens and zoom down from universe perspective is you're working through this lesson that's been there for lifetimes and as intensely as it comes up is as powerfully as you are working through it so there are lessons that you work through little by little there's lessons that you just need to get smacked in the face with and you can come out of it so powerfully and never have to do it again in any other life. You're closing that door for good. So that's my belief on it. It's it's giving us the lessons we need and the ways we need it most and yeah. forcing us to listen and hear that or else, in all honesty, right, so many of us would never hear that. So many of us would never come to spirit. It needs to be hard to take us there. As yeah. shitty as that is, it's at least it's my truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like humans don't learn until it's hard. You exactly. know, like we don't change when it's easy. We, yeah. we, we 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 get lost, you know, when things are comfortable. Um I I look at my own life and every day, difficult like well not every difficult but a lot of the difficult things that I've gone through were because I made what I call like throw myself off a cliff decisions (laughs) because it was like all of a sudden I woke up and I was like wait a minute I have all the things that the material world says should make me happy but I'm not and so something needs to change so I'm gonna like pull the rug out from under my underneath myself and like okay oh, hey, move to Vietnam or like you know do crazy things and of course everyone around me is like what's Who are you your problem? Doing?
1: <laughs> you nut what are you doing?
0: Anna, <laughs> you have such a successful business. Why are you doing that? It's like because I'm not happy and like yeah. forget the paycheck, forget the money, forget the work, forget the whatever. Like, you know, we whatever. It's just so fascinating to me, though, that that we have to do that, you know, in right. order. Like, we don't freaking learn. And and it's not like, I mean, the universe, you know, I'm sure was giving you nudges the whole time, being like, Neil.
1: But what could you actually hear, and what you're willing to take action on?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it's the it's the backache, you know, that you have for months that you c- consistently ignore, and then you go and find out you've got like cancer or something, mm-hmm. you know. There's always these nudges. It's not just, it's rarely things that are totally out of the blue.
1: But then there's Anna who just jumps off cliffs over and over and over. (laughs) Whereas Neil, who's just sitting there being like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. I'm good. We'll get there when we get there. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my poor mother, she's, (laughs) I'm sure, lots of, lots of, uh, (laughs) Panic attacks on her own, thanks to her daughter's decisions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Lessons, 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 right?
0: <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Her own gift to work through.
0: So, okay. So, um, in regards to spirituality, out of the four Claire's, Claire sentience is your strongest. Is that correct?
1: Definitely. That's what it all started as. Um, I first so how did energy work?
0: How did that like hit hit you? How did that come into your life after everything fell apart? You moved for your partner. Like what? How did spirituality like take over? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I deep dived into personal development, and when I was at that point where I was starting to realize, oh, like I'm done. Done in this job, I was breaking into my spirituality then. I was getting little signs and little things that were just coming up and happening. Um, the very first thing that happened was actually just was this night where she had gone through her traumatic event and I was unaware and I couldn't sleep at all that night. I was up just completely anxious, tossing and turning all night until I had learned what happened. And from that point on, there was this all these little moments of oh, like this is weird. That's kind of like a thing. Like, is this like? And there's the word that could come up from me is like, oh, I'm like maybe I have some psychic stuff. And I had realized and remembered that growing up, um, there's actually a few psychics in my extended family, and they had always said, hey, you're really special. You need to meditate. I had never listened, um, but that kept popping up, and I kept remembering that. I was like, oh, maybe there's something here. And I found myself just digging into spirituality and psychic podcasts, trying to figure out all this stuff, all these things I was feeling, all these little synchronicities and awarenesses that were coming up. And eventually, what really put everything in place was uh, learning Reiki. And, and I started to do energy work. And I realized that, oh, when I'm doing stuff for people, I can feel something. I can feel their stuff in my body. I can feel this energy in my chest. And I'd start to have to examine that and figure out, okay, what is this? Oh, it's heartbreak. Oh, it's anxiety. It's fear. And that's what it was for me. And I eventually started to try to figure out the next level of my gifts. And I started to look into mediumship and channeling and all these different things. And channeling became my thing. And it was, again, it'd come through this clear sentience. I'd feel it in my body. And I'd ask and Eventually, I'd he- I'd feel or hear or just speak a word, and allow that to speak through more and more and more. But it always started with the body first. I could just feel and know what, what was happening for everyone else, and then eventually it became my voice for myself.
0: That's so interesting. Oh. Um, and that is is uh, this is why you spend days in the bath now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I almost took one this morning. I was like, oh, it's one of those mornings. Like, I I need a bath. But no, it's not the time for it. Yeah, that is why I spend days in the bath. Because as much as I've learned how to handle, protect my energy or whatever, I still carry a lot. Right? We, we <laughs> the bigger a vessel we are, the more we can give to others and the more we also can pick up of others. And it's just my energy protection routine. It's me clearing, relaxing, letting my body settle in, let all this energetic, emotional weight that I'm picking up and carrying clear out of my body.
0: Yeah. What do you put in your bath?
1: I am not a bath queen, just some Epsom salt. But recently I've had someone who's been telling me like, put in bubbles, get bubbles, get bubbles, get bubbles. I finally got some bubbles. So now I have some bubbles in my bath with like, like eucalyptus and some sort of like citrus citrus oil, um, but not much. I'm I'm pretty basic.
0: Okay. Well, I know that like, I mean, I know salts, you know, really, really help to like balance out energy and to kind of like flush things out. I didn't know if you put anything else in there that was really useful for your energy or not. No, I got
1: nothing, nothing special (laughs) there. (laughs) I have no goodies for you with that, but I will say that For – I'll say this for anyone who's opening up, water is an amazing conduit for your channel, for your energy. So I always get crazy if I meditate or channel or whatever. Even just like I get so many drops and awarenesses in that, but in water in general. So
0: Yeah. So you do a particular type of meditation, the – Samarpan. I I'm, I may completely yeah. mispronounce it. What's it called? Samarpan. Samarpan, um, crown meditation. So let's talk about that. I'm curious to know what it is.
1: Yeah, it's really simple. In all honesty, um, I have a buddy, and he's the one that got me to start meditating. I was actually really resistant to it. And I was like, oh, you don't need to meditate. Like, it's just, it's not necessary. It's fine. And he just forced me to meditate with him over and over and over until I realized how much I love it and my body just started craving it. And it became a regular practice for me. And so it was all this particular form of meditation, too. So I credit so much of my early growth to this. And it's really simple. You just sit. Sit still. Don't move. Focus on the crown of your head at the very top of your head. And just put all your attention and focus into there. Really, really, really simple, but so stupidly powerful. And I do this with people all the time. That's my offer is like, if anyone ever wants to meditate with me, you can. And when it's this meditation, we do it together. Everyone's like, Oh my God. Like, this is the best thing ever. Like, it went so quickly. It was so easy. I didn't have the thoughts I usually have, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the story behind it is insane. So it's this Indian guru. was a normal dude, he had an MBA just working in India, and he's 60, 70 years old now, but this was when he was 20 years old, and he also always had this search for God, um, and just wanted to find ways to connect with God, but at the same time, just normal dude working with his MBA in marketing. And eventually, on a whim, decided to take a trip to the Himalayas. No one knew. Didn't tell anyone. There was even some stuff that happened that like delayed it, and he had to reroute, and like it took a few extra days to get there. And he gets to where he's staying, and there's someone standing there waiting for him. As he's checking in, this guy comes up to him and addresses him by his full name and says, oh, we've been waiting weeks for you to get here. You need to come see our, I think, their guru. And so he brings him up to see this guru. And... The guru basically talks to him for a few for a little bit and then he vi- he sends energy and it vibrates this glass of water and has him drink it. He goes unconscious for two days. He's just out. Oh. <laughs> and basically this activation, right? And then the guru says, okay, like my job is done. I actually am going to pass away now. Like everything I know, everything I've learned in all my time, you know, in connecting to self, to soul, to God, and out in the Himalayas alone, right? is now passed on to you and the next day that guru passes away and this guy goes back home and he's supposed to one thing one of the things that the guru had told him was like you're not done with your lessons and your karmic debt and whatever yet that you need to do like go be normal stay with your wife live normal things once the time is ready someone will come find you (laughs) little does he know another guy comes and finds him and takes him to this next guru and he goes through this chain of like that same exact experience with, I think seven different gurus. And now all he does is just teach meditation as a form of connecting to soul, as a form of connecting to God or what's beyond just through this form, just you breathe and connect to crown.
0: What is his name?
1: Uh, Shivakrapan Swami. I just call him Swami, but, um, uh, there's actually one other part too to that meditation is there is a mantra that he has people say. And it's the same way if we talk about the Akashic Records, right? The pathway prayer. That's what we say to connect into the records. This is the phrase I use to connect to this energy. And it's just, you say it three times out loud. I'm a holy soul. I'm a pure soul. And it's about mm-hmm. feeling your soul. You feel the holiness of it. You feel the purity of it. You feel your soul. And then you just sit and breathe and connect with crown. And whatever happens, let it go, reset, and refocus on the crown.
0: I love that. I'm totally mm-hmm. going to try that.
1: We can do <laughs> one together. I got gotcha.
0: you. <laughs> well, I love, I mean, it's so, like, it's so nice to do meditations with people, too, because then there's, like, that extra energy. Yeah. Um, which is really nice, especially with something like meditation or, you know, I mean, just doing yoga with mm-hmm. other people is so much more powerful than doing it by myself. I just really enjoy the energy anyway.
1: Yeah. And that's actually what he says too, is the most important thing is actually to be able to spend time doing it within a collective group. Mm. And it's a larger vessel. It's a larger energy and you be, you are able to connect to more through that.
0: Yeah. Well, the Bible says like when two or more, you know, so I would assume that is for any and, and everything really, you know, um, I've always, like whenever I'm doing courses or workshops or like, you know, when I first was learning the Akashic Records, um, I learned it on my own for a while, but then I decided to take a course. Mm-hmm. And when I was connecting into the Akashic Records, you know, when we were doing it as a group activity, it was like, it was the very different. The energy is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah like, it's okay. big. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was. It was amazing. I, I wish I could like bottle that. But stay alone.
1: <laughs> when yeah, it's gnarly. When Zach and I first started to record our podcast, there's a whole series of episodes that we didn't release to the world. But um we would open up the records for this collective, for right, the entire audience that would have been there and the energy that would flow through was just insane. And we are so early in our our own process too, but we were out. For days on end after like there was so much energy flow and our bodies would just be rocked, and we'd be exhausted for like three days after and that yeah. only ever happens when reading for like a group rather than yourself or someone else but yeah. they were insane yeah
0: yeah it's always really amazing um so in regards to the akashic records mm-hmm. when did you find them and, and and what have they been to you i guess those are two questions two very different <laughs> ones <laughs> When did you find them on your path?
1: My friend Colin, um, my dear friend who made me meditate with him, also when I first met him, gave me my very first record reading. Mm. And it was insane. My whole body was just vibrating the whole time. I was so hot. And there was all these things happening that I just couldn't understand. Um, But one of the things he told me was, at some point, you will do this yourself. And when I, after learning energy work, starting to channel, it was like one in the morning, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happens if I try to read the records. Like I know there's a prayer, like let's see what the prayer is and see what happens. <laughs> so on a whim, I found the pathway prayer from Linda House and I said it out loud and words just came dumping out of me. And they weren't my words. <laughs> As a channel, I could feel that and I could feel all the intensity of this energy and it was just like I word vomited all over the place. And I kept doing it for a few weeks and I kept going into my records over and over and over. And then they're like, Hey, it's time to do this for people. And they gave me what I just say, my hit list. And they're like, Okay, go ask for this person if they want a reading. Okay. Did it. And they sent me through maybe twenty, thirty readings and a month it was insane um and it was what i'll say to everyone it was it was an awakening it was just a remembrance of things i've done before and they put me on a mission and put me on a path right away and it was just full send after that no turning back
0: that's awesome i love the akashic yeah. Records so much i had a that's reading true. like not long after i started reading and that's what she said she was like you've you know the records, you've read these yeah. for lifetimes. She was like, you'll you'll use this for the rest of your life. Um, and I haven't been like, I haven't necessarily been directed, nor did she share at that time that it was necessarily for me to like go out and do readings, um, that that will be like a component of it, but it's more so for myself and my own direction. And um my own like nerdiness for wanting oh, yeah. to have all the answers to life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the answers you've gotten are insane. They're cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's such a it's I it's just magic to me. I feel like I'm like, you it know, is. Alice in Wonderland and I love it. I get really
1: excited. <laughs> <laughs> Your comparison of it is so much more within the feminine. Like <laughs> I'm talking to my friends, like, dude, I feel like Doctor Strange. Like I feel like I'm a wizard and like doing all these things. <laughs> <laughs> like you're over there, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, That's so, that's so nice.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, I think it's just for me. Like, literally, it's magic. I think my yeah, whole is. life, I was, I was, I was waiting for this point. I was coming to this point. I was looking for this. I was, I was bored. I was, you know, um, like partying was always such a huge component in my life growing up. Right. And but I think it was literally just because, like, I always knew. That so it was like my it. life was going to start when I got older. Like I was, just, mm-hmm. I was biding my time, um, to, and there were things all along the way that had I made different decisions, I think that I could have connected earlier, but I didn't do that. So, um, but now that it's here, I, and every time, you know, that I'm in the records, I'm just fully reminded of that. But it's just, it's magical for me. It I is. love it. It makes it life just like sparkly.
1: <laughs> I was going to say it makes life spark. <laughs> it, it just gives you this beautiful, it's like, it's the its the star emoji. Like there's just stars everywhere. Yeah. And it's crazy because you think about that, right? Like there is that party that always knew without knowing that that's what you're working toward. And when you get there and you can see it, you get to look back and be like, oh, how much of my life was actually just to take me to this? basically the entire freaking thing yeah every yeah. experience you had
0: yeah totally a journey and every bit yeah. of it necessary and needed and you know all of those things so you work with let's talk about how you work with people these days mm-hmm. because of course things have really shifted for you i know you do like record readings and healings but share with us kind of some of the different ways in which you work with people
1: yeah for me when i first started um i created this program called life purpose creator and it was a completely channeled program it was it's belongs to the records basically um and it just flowed the same way those words flowed out of me i knew i was supposed to do this and leading up to that i was coaching one-on-one i was doing energy work one-on-one doing like readings here and there and I just felt like there was more and eventually found my way to this and as much as that program is about life purpose soul purpose alignment it's it's deeply 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 about soul and i've come to realize that's all my work is that's all of what i do it's aligning people to soul Helping people understand, see, and work past things that block you from that, and that's a, oftentimes our lessons, our experiences, things that we've learned that that we've experienced that have created these mental blocks. Blah 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 blah. It's about a realigning self and your life, whatever it is, to soul, and that's ultimately really what I do with people, no matter what, and whatever avenue of work. That's what happens through me. So I do that within the mold of Life Purpose Creator, LPC. I do a spiritual healing program. It's a one-month program of records, energy work, and channeling where we help people work past their block, whatever it is that's coming up. it's, It's using Source for a month intensively to work past that. So those are my main things I do with work work with people. And I also just do one-on-one readings and one-on-one coaching. And it's crazy because what I'm seeing right now as I'm stepping more and more firmly into a lot of my coaching work is a lot of the magic that happens in the records is starting to happen in coaching. And so much more of my work is going into body and helping people to feel out and identify these emotional blocks to help them listen and hear their voice and their body on top of you know, the kind of traditional coaching work.
0: Yeah. Well, you have, I think, I mean, you have so much more to give than just life strategy. All right. We're going to point A to point B and yeah.
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) no, 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 no. You're going to
0: make it magical and fun and, you know. um,
1: God, I'm so boring.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, no, I, yeah. I, you know, I I um like one of my clients when we first started working together, she called herself a life coach and I was just like, "Girlfriend, you You're more than that. <laughs> you you are so much more than just a life coach. We yeah. we need a different title for you, you know." Um and it was funny cuz she like told her husband and he was like, "Yeah, you've never been a life coach. Like that's not what you do. And then her best friend, same thing. (laughs) And she was like, nobody told me, but you, (laughs) um, but she brings her own, her own magic to things. And that's, you know, that that's, it goes so much deeper than that. So a couple of nerdy questions really quick and then we're going to jump into the lightning round here. Cause I know we are on time, but, um, I'm curious to know if you eat meat. And if you are someone who thinks that eating meat interrupts your um, intuition at all, like what your opinion is on that subject.
1: I love that you asked that question. That's such a good question. <laughs> um, yes and no. <laughs> truth versus present truth versus the truth that matters to you. I believe that you eat whatever it is your body needs you to eat. And for me, I've also seen the truths of how not eating meat also does in fact help clear things up, open up that vibration, let you be quote unquote more connected and spiritual, intuitive, whatever. What I eat meat but ultimately i'm listening to my body and what it wants and so there's times when i'm eating more meat there's times when i'm eating more carbs there's times when i am not eating any meat and eating a lot of vegetables um what i'll say is the times when i've had my most growth now this was not planned but it starts with my body being like okay we need to back away from meat a little bit like i just want vegetables and that's all i want to eat so i'm eating vegetables for a week or two weeks and in that time frame i'm also aligning with whatever it is spiritually that's supposed to be happening and i'm going through this growth and activation i am vibrating higher but i know for me is i'm not supposed to carry that on and my body starts to want meat again and more and more and more of it and then it's almost like a regrounding process of dropping back into body i don't believe that there is any right or wrong. I think we all just need to do whatever it is that we're being guided to, whether that's meat or not, whether that's whatever that may be quote unquote good for you spiritually, intuitively. It's just about what your needs are because ultimately the great our greatest tool toward soul, toward intuition is ourself and our body. And if you're not giving the body what it needs to be able to do that, nothing else is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's a great, yeah. great answer.
1: Thank you. Really yeah. long-winded answer.
0: <laughs> no, but I think it's really. I mean, I I feel like it hits on on everything important that needs to be kind of included. You know, um, I I obviously grew up in the church in the Christian church. You know, and I think it was mm-hmm. Paul who was just like you. You know, when there was a big discussion about whether or not you should eat certain things or whatever, and he was just like. If you think it's bad, then it's bad for your body. You know, if you think yeah. it's good, it's fine. doesn't matter what it is. You know, when we put those kind of expectations or labels or those kinds of things on it. Um, so I think that's really huge. I think, too, that that because so many of us are disconnected from our bodies, that understanding those messages, like, in regards to what we should be eating, or it's very complicated, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, ooh. <laughs> I want that pint of ice cream, you know, and my yeah. body wants it, so I'm gonna have it. <laughs> but like, is that legitimately what my body wants or is that a craving or is that a, you know, like I just feel like we as a society still have some definite growth there to to go through before we can really tap in to that aspect of ourselves, you know?
1: Yeah, so like I have a quick little tool for that. Um, share. Yeah. It's the truth question. So when I first started to drop into this, this question really helped me to learn to listen to myself and really hear the answers. And so if it's, right, do I want ice cream? Like I can say truth. Do I want ice cream? Truth. Body. Do you want to have ice cream? Truth is in my highest good to have ice cream right now. And you say it out loud and you feel and you listen to what comes up. For me, I will either feel some sort of constriction or expansive opening in my body, or I'll just feel a yes or no. Recently, when I just, I don't even do the truth part of it anymore. When I ask myself a question, a lot of times my head will just go, yes, no. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But I think using that but also being conscious of the question you're asking, right? Because words do matter in this case, um, which is why you can get, yes, it is good for me to have ice cream right now. No, it's not good for your body. Is it for my highest good? No. Okay. Right, But you can see the train of that and how you can learn to listen to yourself at these different levels.
0: I love it's that. a cool tool. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm glad you shared that with us because I 1,000% agree. It's just about like the awareness of it too, like kind of starting off at that point. All right, sir. We're going to jump into the lightning round here. And um, All right. Quick answers. You ready? Let's do it. Shake it out. All right. Number one, what is one habit you can't live without?
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um <laughs> The first word that came up in mind is sex. So, there you go.
0: Is that a habit? <laughs> that's
1: honor. It's not, but it's just a part of life.
0: All right. Well, it's not. It's not it. a
1: like habitual habit habit, but like it's just a part of life. No judgment. And I think that's part. It's it's body, right? Honor the body and your needs, and always.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Not the word I was expecting to come up <laughs> at all. <laughs> that's great, though. That makes me laugh.
0: Uh, uh, number two. What does spirituality mean for you? Freedom. Freedom.
1: Freedom of restriction, freedom of anything that holds you back, freedom and sovereignty of yourself, power, letting you be your true self.
0: I love that. What is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their purpose?
1: Shut the world up and listen to yourself. Just tune in. Slow down whatever ways that are best for you that you feel the need to, and listen to what's there and let it unravel you're not going to get hit over the face with it most likely. So just listen and allow it to unfold without any pressure or judgment. Have fun.
0: It's an <sighs> adventure. Yes. Have fun. Always. Yeah. Always. When it comes to spirituality Always. or like anything. It's so like, serious. Have fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have fun. That's why I swear And a hip thrust and apparently we'll talk about sex all day. Like <laughs> just have fun.
0: That's the part that matters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question. It's a really big one. Where can people connect with you online?
1: <laughs> Nowhere. Everywhere. I am everywhere. Um, my Instagram, Neil Dizzy, N-E-I-L-D-I-S-Y. Everything is that. My website is neildizzy.com. Uh podcast, Work Wasted. You can find me everywhere. I'm there. If you want in meditation, you can ask to, for me to be there, and I'll be there, and I'll give you a
0: hug. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include all of the links in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Neil. I really, I, I love this conversation. I kind of, I live close. I actually don't live close to an airport, but I do like live within what like thirty miles of a military base. Mm. So we have go. jets that, that like to go. It was just at a low.
1: little love sign from God. It's okay. It's a little drop of
0: love. Okay, (laughs) we'll go with that. (laughs) Well, anyway, I've loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I'd keep talking to you, but I definitely know that you have a life and have things you got to run to. So I appreciate you coming and sharing your time with us.
1: Happy to be here. It was beautiful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that wraps up today's episode. I'm curious to know what is something new that you're walking away with? Hit us up, um, on our website by clicking the link in the show notes and leave your comments or find us on social media at Soul Drift Podcast if you were inspired by today's message please share this episode and leave a review on iTunes be sure to sign up for the email list and don't forget when we invest in ourselves the world benefits until next week